the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. We always appreciate his time. And when he joins us, it's always brought to you by Rick's Lock and Key, Chattanooga's leading locksmith, 892-1700. They've proudly served the Chattanooga and surrounding areas for uh, 47 years. They provide premium lock services for your auto, home, and business. Been voted the best of the best. 12 years in a row in Chattanooga, 11 in North Georgia. Rick's Lock and Keys Locksmiths can assist you with whatever task you may have for them to unlock, rekey, or repair for your business or home. They've been there for me. They'll be there for you, too. 892-1700. 892-1700. It's Rick's Lock and Key, and they always bring you our visits with Mike Keith. Mike, welcome back to Sport Talk here in Chattanooga. How was your weekend, my friend? Busy, but good. I mean, really uh, a tremendous amount of fun, to be honest with you. It was uh, it was exciting. It was all over the road, as we thought it would be. And, um, you know, just really great to be doing football again. And, golly, the ratings were through the roof. I mean, people, you know, more people watched the first night of the draft than watched the Oscars. It's awesome. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is crazy, but I think it's people wanting to go to what they love, and that is uh, the sports and the NFL, and we certainly know the draft. And we, we talked about it last week. I mean, it's amazing how it's, it's, it's a sporting event. Yes, it is, for three days and a lot of hours and a lot of eyes on uh, whatever entity you'd like to watch it through, and they're not even, it's not even a game. It's just the draft. There's, there's, there's not a ball. <laughs> there's yeah, not the a ball. ball that no. we play with is not even there. No, it's incredible the the interest this thing has, and it grows every single year. Well, because it, the league has built it rather well, and I know they got a lot of criticism for the fact that they kind of started night one late. We had to have a little song or you know something there, and and we didn't get started right away. But and, and and I get it. I mean, when we got to eight o'clock Eastern, I wanted to go, and I didn't want to wait till eight twenty-five for the first pick. Right. But 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 also the league realizes something that I always don't, and that is it's a TV show. It's it's not a draft. It, it's not a it's not a sporting event. It's a TV show, and because they realize that so well. It, it works in this way so well. I mean, they have a complete and total understanding of what their product is and what their audience is. They make money off of it. I, I mean, they, it's a it's a thing, man. I mean, it is it is a wildly successful thing, and I, and I think it's going to continue to be for a long time because it's got all of the drama of your reality shows due to the fact that it's the ultimate reality show. It's about guys and jobs and football and girlfriends and moms and dads and Aunt Susie and college coaches. And, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. Mom is, a, is one of the big reasons why I watch it. I love mom's reaction, a lifetime of dreams and hopes, even though you know you're going to get drafted, but you just have to wait and see where. That still, when it actually, you know, the rubber hits the road, man, there's emotions and mama's crying, and I just love that. Oh, yeah, and you like to see what everybody's wearing, even if you say you don't. Yeah, <laughs> and you, that's me. I mean, that, that's the whole thing is, is how many guys do you know watch The Bachelor? And how many of those guys don't want to admit they watch The Bachelor? Well, I mean, <laughs> this right here is the, this is the same premise. You know, only it's it's football, so guys can watch this 
without having to say they don't. <laughs> but they want to know. They want to see mom and the outfits and you know the girlfriend's reaction and you know they they want to see the whole thing because, like I say, it's a show. It is a show, and and that's and that's what we got the other night. That's what we got this weekend, and another successful show for the NFL. Sports entertainment is 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 what it is. I mean, it's more WWE sure. than 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 most other sports uh, as far as that event goes, mm-hmm. with the music and the lights and all that stuff, and uh, the right. the pick right. that the, the picking a fan out to sit in Goodell's uh, you know man chair or whatever you want to call it. And I mean, I thought that was a pretty good concept too. And I thought Roger Goodell came yeah. off uh, came off a whole lot better as far as the fans go. Um, he just he just came off more as a a cool guy. Joe's not going to agree nah, with that. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going there, but I will <laughs> say he 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 gets it. He gets what his role is. He understands that being booed is part of the fun for everybody. He's embraced that part of it, which I think is pretty smart on his part. Um, you know, it's just they get it. You know, they, they get what it is they're doing and they get what it is they're saying. And for that reason, you can have success with whatever you're doing is when you, when you fully buy in and Goodell fully buys in. He, he knows, first of all, if I'm making $40 million a year, I'm going to be okay if they move. Right. <laughs> you move me all you want for $40 million a year. Exactly. So he, he knows he's still going to be the commissioner at the end of the day. So he, He's got job security that way. He probably isn't going to go a whole lot longer. I, I, I don't think he's going to retire in the next year or anything, but I don't think he goes 15 more years. So I think Goodell has really allowed himself to enjoy all of this. And I think because of that, he sort of he sort of let his guard down. When I dealt with him in Nashville, and, and I sat with him for an event and – ask him questions. And it was funny because the handlers, as it were, were people who were they're like, okay, what are the questions? What are we going to do? What we, you know, all this stuff. And when I got sort of backstage with him at the event, his, his whole take to me was, Hey, just do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, <laughs> go with the flow. And, yeah, and we had a nice back and forth, and he kind of cracked a couple of jokes, and I think he thought I was stiff. So, you know, that's a, maybe I need to work on that. No, we know better than that for sure. <laughs> Talk about the Titans uh, Hall here, uh, Caleb Farley. Uh, you know, I, the thing that always cracks me up, and I know people that are in our profession have to do their job or whatever, but grading a draft. You cannot do this the weekend the draft's done, you know, uh, like for Caleb Farley. Uh, upside is ridiculous. I mean, you talk about an athlete. He's crazy, but also the injury. So people are going to say, oh, it was too much of a reach for the injuries. Yeah, well, if it pays off and he's, uh, goes for two or three years without any major injuries, then the Titans are going to look like they're, uh, brilliant. And it's really, it's just a, it's it, all this whole exercise in, in the draft is a gamble for everybody. Uh, but Caleb sure Farley, talk about him as the number one pick, 6'2, 197 out of Virginia Tech, defensive back and fly. He's elite. I mean, that's what you say about him. He's an elite athlete. He runs in the four twos. He has that incredible length. He has upside. He hasn't played his best football yet. He's only been playing defensive back three years. How I've described it is he plays 
defense like he's on offense. He thinks the ball is actually his. And that's the type of shutdown corner whose attitude that you want to have on that side of the football. You know, that's what it, that's what it really comes down to with him is he is he, – he has a chance to be the guy that we say, hey, you see that guy over there? Go take him and let's make it 10 on 10. You know? And we haven't had – we thought we thought Adoree Jackson was going to become that. He had some moments where he was like that, but unfortunately he wasn't quite consistent enough in that role. Uh, but, you know, when you find those guys – they're really, really special, and we think we found one in him. Rest of the draft, uh, as far as the guys go, we won't go through everybody individually, but just uh, your thoughts uh, overall. Titans obviously went for need with two wide receivers and, and um, with some of the other needs. Just just tell us an overview of the whole, the whole group. Well, Elijah Molden's another corner who may end up being a safety. I think he's going to play for us somewhere this fall. He was a real steal. Uh, very excited about him. Um, Dylan Raidens, and that's how you say his name, Raidens. I think he's going to be a starter in our offensive line pretty quickly. I don't know if it's his first year, but I, I think he's going to end up being a starting player for us, and that's what we certainly drafted him to do. I like Des Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver out of Louisville, and I like Brady Breeze, the safety out of Oregon. I, I think Brady Brady Breeze is one of these guys. He's six-round pick, and he he was an opt-out. He was the guy who was playing really well at the end of the 2019 season. When Oregon beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl, he was the MVP of that game. And so he's ready to come back for his senior year. He's moved in his apartment. You know, everything's all ready to go. Well, and then the Pac-12 cancels the season. So what does he do? He moves out of his apartment. He goes and gets a trainer. He, You know, he's not in school. He's... He's on to something else. Well, then the Pac-12 calls back and says, no, we're going to play after all. And it's like, well, I'll just stay out. I I mean, had Brady Breeze been able to play his senior year, I think he's a third or fourth round pick. And, you know, those are the kind of guys that you you get really excited about. And then Racy McMath, the other sixth round pick out of LSU, is this phenomenal athlete that – I, I absolutely love, absolutely love, you know, what he could potentially be because, you know, he's a 6'3", 215-pound guy, and, man it's, man, it's hard to find those guys who can run under 4'4", and he certainly can. I really like Des Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to do some uh, really good things with the Titans. And going back to uh, Dylan, uh, you said uh, Raddins is how you pronounce his last name? The Raidens. Okay, Raidens. Actually, Raidens. We had to work on that. We had to get the whole group together and say, okay, everyone, it's Raidens. <laughs> put a, put a so Y after that A. repeating it for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but North, uh, from North Dakota State, and man, what a – this program, obviously we know how successful they've been over the years, but uh, they continue to put guys in the league and um, I just uh, – I'm just very impressed with North Dakota State and what they're able to do out in the middle of nowhere. It's crazy, right? I, I mean, they're they're better than a lot of D1 programs by a long shot. Um, in, in some ways, they've almost become something akin to what Gonzaga is in basketball. Yes. Remember when Gonzaga, when Gonzaga was this afterthought? 
I, I just wonder how long it's going to be before North Dakota State decides to go D1. Because they have the money, they have the facilities, they have the tradition. I mean, it's a program that's winning like crazy at that level and develops players in a, in a really phenomenal way. And, uh, golly, I, I mean, they had the third, third pick in the draft. <laughs> they had the third pick in the draft and the 53rd pick in the draft. Uh, not a lot of SEC schools can say that. No, they can't. Uh, so, and, and I mean, I'm not my, the SEC had 65 players drafted, so I'm sure as heck not making fun of the SEC. Uh, I'm just saying this is just nuts. And I don't think anybody thinks, oh, you took a small school guy anymore. You know, because they're they're putting people in the league who are playing. And Raiden's is six six. He's three hundred pounds. He was a two hundred seventy pound defensive lineman from uh, Minnesota when he came to to North Dakota State. Actually, Missouri offered him the week of signing day, and he decided to go ahead and go to North Dakota State because he felt like he'd made a commitment and he was comfortable with them. He had some other D one offers, but he decided to stick with it and. So he goes there, he plays five years, he gains 35 pounds, and now he's a second-round pick for an NFL team and, and got a chance to you know, potentially be a starter as a rookie. Pretty sweet deal for Raidens, yeah. if you got it. Uh, Raidens, I like it. You, Raidens. You got it. Uh, Jacksonville, talk about them because they're in the division. Obviously, they have changed the trajectory, or maybe they haven't, but I mean, it really appears like they've changed the trajectory of where that program has been especially uh, recently it sure does yeah they they did a good job i hate to say it <laughs> um we were live on titans radio and when they picked etn at number 25 the running back from clemson i audibly went oh no uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like seriously do we have to play against that guy now too um they they did a they did a really really good job with their draft, you know they just did and they've got a lot of things going. Their season tickets are up fifty percent, and I, I mean they they're just making a lot of progress. It's disappointing, but at the same time it's like well you know that's that's what they got going right now. They've they lost their last fifteen games, so they got this opportunity. They traded off a lot of their good players. So they got extra picks, and now they have to start over. Would I rather be where we are? Yes. Yes, I would. I'd rather be in five straight winning seasons. But are they going to be tough? Uh, yes. yes. They're going to they be are. a lot tougher, no doubt. So what, what's the dates, and we'll let you go, but what's the, what's the dates of the uh, schedule release? That's mid scheduled for mid-May, right? Uh, a week from Wednesday, the 12th, at 8 o'clock. Oh, fantastic. Okay, good. So, so next week at next week next Wednesday at eight o'clock it'll all be released and uh, I think everybody's excited to see what that's going to look like. That's now going to be the league's May event. Mm-hmm. You know the league really has some sort of event every month. Yep. And I think that that's going to be the big May event is the schedule release. So uh, we'll find that out. And you know we have nine home games this year because. We got the 17th game at home, and our opponent is New Orleans, so we'll be excited to play against the Saints. Um, you know, we got a tough schedule, you know, but everybody says that. I mean, everybody in the NFL has a tough schedule, so right. we're excited about that, and 
you know, get the rookies in for some work and, and hopefully get the veterans in for some work in June and let's get on with this thing. Be back to yes, some sir. normalcy. Yes, sir. Mike, we always appreciate your time, man, and uh, uh, we'll be in touch around that schedule date and see if you can hop on with us and talk about the schedule when it's officially announced. I'd love to. Thank you, brother. See you guys. Thank All you. right. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans there on uh, our hotline here on Sport Talk.